Hello, you're listening to Abiding Life Studios. I'm Noah Wells. Today in the studio, I have Betty Wells. Hi, Noah. Hello. And on the phone, all the way from Canada, we have Chad Salen. Hey, everybody. And uh, we want to talk to Chad today about his trip to Brazil. He just got back, what, a couple days ago, Chad? Yeah, I think I uh, I got back into Canada on, uh, well, I left uh, Curitiba Wednesday at four in the afternoon their time and had got into Canada Thursday uh, around lunchtime, so. Okay. Yeah. So not too long ago, just a few days ago, I got back. All right. Sounds good. And uh, how did everything go over there? Uh, it was really, uh, it was a fun trip, to be honest with you. I started, I had a bit of work in, in Toronto, Canada, so I went down there for a few days, and and uh, the flight usually leaves out of uh, Toronto anyway, so it wasn't out of my way, so it was kind of great timing, and and then I left from there over to, um, well, the flights always go to Sao Paulo, and uh, man, you can sure feel the heat as soon as you get there. It was uh a few weeks before I left, it was like with wind chill, it was minus 55 degrees here in Canada, and then I come to plus 32 degrees Celsius over there. So oh. I know that's not an American uh, Fahrenheit, but man, that was uh, really cold to really hot. So my my body was in a little bit of shock when I got there, but but it was a it was a really great trip and um, and had a really fun time over there with the people. Yeah, what was the uh, reason you went over there? Like who um, contacted you and yeah you no over? we uh, well Flavio and Sonia have been longtime contacts of Abiding Life Ministries right Betty yes and you guys have I don't know how many years it would be but I know it's many years mm-hmm and um, and so when I saw um, Flavio at the um, men's and women's retreat the couples retreat we had in October there at Westcliff in Colorado. Um, Flavio had mentioned about uh, wanting to to come over there and talk on relationships. They had some some couples, uh, marriages who were going through some tough things, and and originally he was going to have me over there just to do some some counseling, but it um, it kind of flowered into doing just a workshop on relationships, and so we yeah. talked back and forth, and uh, there was a few hiccups in terms of scheduling along the way but of course we know that god's timing is always perfect timing and so so it worked out to come here um we did it on yeah february 22nd to the 24th so we ran it for three days and uh and um yeah so flavio kind of we we were talking back and forth and organized it and it seemed to be perfect timing i think we had about um i think around 50 people there and and were all those people couples or uh, yeah, I think um, I think there wasn't all couples. They're mostly um, couples, I would say. But no, there there was a lot of single people as well. Um, some widowers, um, um, some single people as well. Um, so so yeah, um, some uh, divorced um, people. So yeah, we really had a good a good mixture of people, um, and then young young to old as well. A lot of young people. But uh, but a good mix in terms of age age group as well. So it was really nice in that sense. Oh, that's nice. So can you give us a little bit of insight of what you talked to about with everybody? Yeah. So I was um, we went through um, as I talked to Flavio as we talked back and forth um, before the um, the actual workshop and and my whole um, thing with Flavio was um, you kind of know the people 
and you know what they're going through. And so I, I asked him to say, what, what topics do we need to speak on? And so um, we kind of had kind of six main, main uh, um, six to eight main topics. So, so where he wanted me to start with was removing the lies. So just to give you a general idea, so all the lies that, we're, that we have swimming around in our minds and how those affect our relationships. So that that's where he wanted me to start. And then um, we went into who am I? And uh, meaning uh, talking about our unique self and uh, what that all entails. And anybody involved in Abiding Life Ministries would know what that means when we talk around the unique self. And uh, so that was kind of day one. That was where we, we kind of stuck with day one. And then day two, we talked about the problems in our relationships and uh and then uh, we also talked about um absolute surrender so um surrendering everything to to Christ and then we talked a bit about Jesus in me as well um what does that look like Christ in me and then uh, Flavio had a session on uh, freeing yourself from your past and from others and so mm. that was all in portuguese um so i didn't understand anything but uh from what i could see from people's responses and all the questions um i know that went really well um, and then I talked about who is God and um, and speaking with God. That seemed to be a really popular one, um, um, speaking with God. And then I ended uh, just uh, briefly on on talking about what is abiding and and how do I abide exactly. So so those are kind of the topics that we that we ran through. We also had uh, Fernando Korndorfer. Um, they've been longtime friends of the ministry too, right, Betty? Right. Uh, yes. Fernando and Tanya. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Fernando also did a little bit too. Um, he did. Uh, he he just he did some teaching where it just made more sense just to talk to them in uh, in Portuguese, just to make the time flow a lot nicer. So, of course, I had a translator there with me, and uh, and she she did a wonderful job. It was uh, Flavio and Sonia's uh, one of their daughters, um, Elisa, and um, and also. Um, Liliani, um, an, a friend of theirs as well, she did a little bit of interpreting for me too, and they did a great job. But, but yeah, Fernando did some teaching um, in a couple points when we talked about um, who am I. He kind of ran through the personality test in Portuguese with them, so that helped things really flow. And then, um, and then uh, when we did the God test, um, who is God? My false concepts of God, and that was really helpful as well. So those are kind of the main topics and and the things that we had discussed. Uh, and it was a workshop. Um, Flavio wanted to call it a workshop because um, there, we would present topics and then we'd break them off into groups and then they kind of work through things as well, which was actually really nice. That was, I was really glad we did that. And the people really seemed to enjoy that, being able to talk about it and then kind of work through it right there on the spot. So, so it was a little bit different than a, a regular conference or seminar. Yes. Did, was there a facilitator with each group, or did they just take the notes they had received from what you guys had talked about? Yeah, and... yeah. We kind of gave them good instruction, and they were at tables. Um, we were in a really beautiful room. Um, <clears throat> had a lot of glass glass <laughs> windows around it, and so you got good sunlight in there, and, and uh, people were at tables in there that were set up. So we just had them kind of get together in their tables and gave very specific instructions and, and what we wanted them to work through. And people really seemed to enjoy that. Um, one of the ones, just as an example, um, so Noah, you know, the, the, the removing the lies, the whole necklace idea that God had given to you. Yes. Um, 
so they um what they did for the first group activity is they kind of made these these um necklaces on on string with about five or six pieces of paper attached to it and then they had them write down you know what were some of the lies um that they were having in their head concerning relationships and some of the things they were hearing and then they had them you know um when they recognized them had them rip them off and uh and throw them out and uh and replace oh, that's them cool. with truth yeah yeah that's so a good that idea of, yeah it was and people really seemed to enjoy that and it was something you know they could really see you know a visual you know and yeah. you know how how that can be really helpful um at times and uh and so yeah they really seemed to really enjoy that so so that was a blessing i know flavio and sonia really really loved that um idea that you brought last time we were there and so they we kind of ran with it for that first uh, topic on the first day that's what i love about the brazilian people though you you get them in a group they're all talking they don't mind getting in together in a group. I don't know. There's just something about them that uh, was really fun when we went, uh, what, was that a year ago? Yeah, 2018, November of 2018. Yeah. They're yeah, really a fun a fun group of people to to talk with. Yeah, like it's it's not a problem to get together and, and just get in groups and talk, you know. In some places you can go to that can be really intimidating, right? And yeah. and uh, but no, they were they were just happy to do that and uh and it was really nice seeing them, you know, really, you know, um, really working through things, not just, you know, you know, a few people just talking very minimally. You know, it was a lot of discussion. Actually, um, when we were going through the surrendering one, um, um, I could see Fla- Flavio wanted to keep things going, but his daughter Lisa's like, no, no, give them more time. They're, this is really good. And every time I tried to start again, even Sonia, you know, five, ten more minutes, you know? And uh, and so they were, it was really important stuff, you know? And, and you knew that the topics that we covered were really what, what God had for the people, like he knew, you know? And like I said, you know, and, um, you know, I don't know every hair in your head. Um, God does. He knows you so intimately, and he knows exactly what you need to hear. So, God, we we ask you to come and speak through this weak man, you know, and yeah. uh, and because you you know them better than we. And so that was just really evident over the course of the three days. I mean, it was really fun three days, and you could see the um, um, our brothers and sisters who came were just really working it through. And uh, and you could see, you could just see sh- the shedding off of the lies and the heaviness and taking on the truth that brings a lift in your spirit, right? right? Yeah. So, sorry, I'm I'm losing my voice a bit, all the talking I've been doing. And um, and so, yeah, you could just see a real a real lift in their spirit. And, and you could just see people walking, um, just claiming the truth and, and therefore experiencing the freedom that, that is theirs in Christ and those things. So... And it so, really yeah, is that simple uh, it is. to shed off the lies, just taking every thought captive to Christ and illustrating it with tearing off the lie off your necklace. Because once you recognize that it's a lie, it's so much easier to deal with that and refuse it when it starts coming to you again. Yes, absolutely. And and I think people feel like some you know, there's always this long process, right? And sometimes that's true, right? Uh In in some things, you know, just because I've been in a pattern for so long, you know, and, and when you, when you've been in a pattern for so long, it it does take time for it to unwind sometimes. 
but I think in our in our minds sometimes we think, well, you know, this, you know, this is this won't occur, this change won't occur, you know, for for years to come yet, and and sometimes it's just making a choice, and um, you know, in that moment, uh, you know, and again, it's not it's not the choice that gives you power, but what we wrap around that choice, and we're saying we wrap Christ around that choice because the power is in Him. And uh, he'll exchange that lie for him and his truth, right? Right. So, so yeah, it was it was neat to see, you know, um, um, just the people kind of kind of claim that truth and recognize that that it is theirs, and uh, and begin to experience the freedom in that. So, so yeah, it was just oh man, it was it was refreshing for me. And and anybody who's spoken before knows that you you get more out of it than anybody else, right? Um, yeah. You know, just just teaching it and sharing it, and and uh, and it was really inspiring for me and and refreshing for me to go down there and uh, and uh, particularly getting out of the cold of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, that didn't hurt me at all. No. And, uh, experiencing the heat of Brazil, so so it was really great. Um, um, you know, one thing that that I really camped out on for a while, and and um, we were talking about um, the old identity to the new identity, and I had a diagram there. Um, we have, you know, we call it the circuit diagram, right? And um, and if anybody's, you know, we have the the outer life and our inner life, right? The atom life or the Christ life, and then we have those five different boxes, you know, our unique self filter. Um, and how we filter messages, and then the people who gave us messages, and how we filtered them, and then the next box would be how did that make me feel, and then the next box after that is is how did I try to change how I felt about myself, and then the last box out of my frustration and anger that I couldn't change myself, I coped by doing these things, and so that was just kind of the old identity. And so anybody who's who's been through abiding life ministry. Um, conferences or seminars would be familiar with that and so I had another diagram in contrast to that with the same boxes but with my new identity in Christ and uh, Sonia so graciously stayed up so late <laughs> to uh, to translate that diagram and, and oh, you wow. just knew you, yeah yeah it was really really neat and you knew that was of the Lord because it was such an important diagram and and I spent a lot of time there um, just working from the the old identity to the new identity with the people, and this is who we really are in Christ, and and uh, and it was really really meaning for for people. One 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 um, brother he brought up the question, and he said, I know um, um, you know sanctification is a process, and and uh, and that's where I said, well, I don't actually think it is a process. I said either you are sanctified or you're not. You know, and um, either you are holy or you're not. And and I kind of went over that verse in Matthew where where God says, "Be therefore perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect." Well, how do I do that? <laughs> right. Right. And yeah. uh, and I, I shared this story. I remember when I I went to Bible college, my first year Bible college, and uh, for my Gospels class, um, we had to read through the Book of Matthew five times. And I remember going up to my professor and I said, do you realize how many chapters are in the book of Matthew? <laughs> there's, there's a lot of chapters and verses. And we got to read this five times. And, and I wasn't an avid reader. I collected comic books for their pictures. <laughs> so <laughs> so to, to have to read through the book of Matthew five times. And, 
And so, but it was a course requirement, so you got to do it. And and I remember I'd come up to that verse in, in Matthew where it says, "Be therefore perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect." And and I, I remember thinking, "How do you do that?" And so after the third, you know, the third time you read it, you know what's coming the fourth and fifth time you go through it. <laughs> and I flipped that page as fast as I could, like flipping a pancake, you know, because uh, I didn't know what to do with that, you know. And um, and of course, as I was able to share with with everybody there is is that um, we always think it's behavior, right? That makes me perfect, right. and and, uh, and instead of uh, the foundation that we have in Christ, and and I said that's why the Apostle Paul said in one of his letters is uh, in the in in the Bible that he says now we can approach his throne with confidence. Right, we get to approach his throne with confidence, not with no more hesitancy, because the only, the only sacrifice that God would allow was a perfect, unblemished animal. That that was that's all that that He would accept as a as a sacrifice, and uh, and that's the only thing that was worthy um, to cover to cover the sin. And so that's why Paul was so excited about Christ, because because now we can approach his throne with confidence and. And uh, in the Old Testament temple, um, of course, there's the the outer courts, you know, the holy place, and then the holy of holies where God resided with a three to five inch, you know, iron curtain separating, right? And uh, and the priest could go in, could go only go in there one time a year, and um, and they would draw lots to see who who got to go in, and uh, because you had to ceremonially follow everything just right, because if you didn't right? Um, you, you're going to die, <laughs> right? And so just when they were carrying the Ark of the Covenant to the temple, remember, you know, it slipped and the one guy touched it and, and he was dead, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And um, um, because there was nothing, there was no insulator, right? Hence Christ hadn't happened yet, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so he couldn't, he couldn't do that in the presence of, of holiness, pure holiness. And so, um, so anyway, so they they draw these lots, and, and a priest would get to go in. And what they do is they tie a rope around his ankle, and uh, and they do that just in case they never followed everything just right, and he died in there. His buddy wasn't going in to get him, <laughs> you know. So good friends, right? And so we'll pull you out, though. You know, we'll drag you out. You know, give you a good funeral, but we're not coming in after you. And uh, and so that's why they couldn't approach with confidence, right? But when Christ. Um, um, died on the cross, and it says that curtain was torn asunder. And uh, I love that one translation, and it was ripped from top to bottom. There's there's nothing separating us anymore, and um, and we get to approach him with confidence now. And so, um, so we had really good discussion around that, and uh, and uh, it was really good. And because I asked, you know, when I asked the the people, you know, um, once we walked through the old identity to the new identity. Um, there was some still some hesitance that said, so, you know, who here is perfect? You know, nobody would raise their hands, you know. But after I explained that, you know, I said, who here is perfect? You know, and because they're still thinking behavior, right? We're still stuck in that old identity. We're not living out of the new identity we have in Christ. And we work from a place of perfection. That's the only way we can come before God. And that's why the Apostle Paul was so excited. He says, we get to approach his throne with confidence now. Not because of what we've done, but everything that Christ has done, and that's who we identify with now. That's our, that's our new, new identity that we get because of Christ. So, 
so that was really exciting and just to see the um, the people working through that but the joy that came once she once they started to see the truth of that reality um, so that was a really fun fun one to stick on and talk about for quite some time that would be and then yeah and that probably is more of a process because we do keep slipping back into oh. thinking thinking it's up to us and yeah, not Christ's righteousness in yeah. us that's perfect. Yeah, right. Because I mean, I mean, again, um, I love how Paul says, you know, it's nothing that that we have done that has made us righteous, but everything that Christ has done, right, yeah. that has made us right. And, and but you're right, we we so often flip back as fast as flipping a pancake <laughs> to our behavior, right? And, and yes. it's my behavior, it's my behavior, but, but it's not behavior, it's our birthright. Yes. Right. Um, again, you know, there's nothing, you know, um, that my kids could do or not do um, to make me stop loving them and accepting them. You know, I right. accept them and love them because they're mine. Right, they're my children. There's nothing that could stop that, you know. Nothing they could do to stop them being my child. You know, they are my children, no matter what. And it's not the behavior that dictates that; it's the birthright. And so, yeah. but we forget that so easily, Betty. Just like you were saying, I mean, it's we we so quickly can forget that. And and like you were saying, Noah, that behavior <laughs> we just keep thinking back to behavior. So, yes, so that and was, we. Well, we don't just forget it for ourselves, but we judge other believers on their behavior too. Oh my gosh! Oh, do we ever? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We will, we will judge. Uh, well, even that—that's another thing we talked about was just judging another's personality based upon my personality. Yeah, yeah. that's and, such uh, a big one for families and relationships oh of every kind, and oh. people forget easily. To put themselves in the other person's shoes and where they might be coming from and try to communicate better. Yeah, I mean, I mean, once once you understand, you know, the thinker, feeler, doer, I mean, it changes how you even communicate with people. You know, it yeah. changed how I discipline my kids. You know, um, my daughter, for example, she's a she's a heavy thinker. And uh, and we used to and my middle daughter, she she's a high doer. And uh, and so we used to send Madison to her room to think about what she'd just done for discipline. And, you know, three, four hours later, Tracy would say, where's where's Maddie? And I said, where is Maddie? She goes, Did, is she still in her room from when you sent her there? <laughs> you know, well, I just sent her to a holiday because she just played in her mind that whole time. You know, <laughs> yeah. right. it was no discipline to her at all. No. But Paige, my middle daughter, do her. We'd send her to sit in the corner of her room. And ten seconds later, she'd be asking, "Can I come out yet?" Because she can, she can't stand still. Mm-hmm. And so, so just even you know, so we're talking about that, you know, understanding who you're married to. Do you really know who you're married to? And um, and so, so that was really important to talk around that because um, you begin to understand, you know, um, your husband or your wife a lot better and why they do things and how they do things, because it's part of their unique makeup that God had given them. Yes, and instead of just marrying someone and getting busy trying to turn them into you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. is what, what our tendency always is. Oh, absolutely. You know, that that's one point that I really hammered on, is, is love is loving someone where they're at today, not where you want them to be tomorrow. And um, And it's not your job to change but you want to help them recognize the exchange that they have in Christ. 
and that's the more important thing. I think one of the one of the things I said because I I remember God really hammering me on this years ago is is uh, um, you know Chad why do you why do you always have to be right you know mm-hmm. and 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 also why do you always have to point out your wife's bad behavior has that ever helped? <laughs> and right. I remember thinking I really went through a lot of scenarios because I thought surely it had helped at least one time. Yeah, you know, but but I couldn't come up with it, and I took I took up a good couple weeks, and I could not think of one situation where it actually helped. Yeah, and um, and so um, I love that story that that um, that Mike had shared uh, with me a long time ago about that African pastor who had just a really mature church, and and um, and this missionary had spent time with with him there, and. And he's like, man, I, I've never experienced a church with such mature people. People have stolen for, from them, and they've given that those those thieves more, right? They've been beaten, and and they've turned around in kindness. I, I mean, the the missionary was absolutely flabbergasted, and and just asked the pastor, he said, "What are you doing here? That's different. I've never met such a mature people." And the African pastor said, he said, "Oh, it's it's really simple, actually. I just hold a crown above their heads, and I let them grow into it." Mm. Yes, and uh, and I really love that picture um, for for uh, married couples, you know. And we really need to remind each other that we're royalty, you know. We're princes and princesses of the Most High King, or or better yet, we're sons and daughters, you know, of the Most High King. And um, and it takes time to grow into that crown, you know. Yeah. Mm. Um, doesn't change who we are, but it takes time to recognize who we are. And. Um, you know, we're not a weed becoming an oak tree. We're an oak tree recognizing we're an oak tree. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a two-inch oak tree or a, you know, a 20-foot oak tree. Um, the nature of the oak is the same, whether you're two inches or, or, or 20 feet tall. So it just takes time to recognize who we are. And uh, But as husbands and wives, we really want to be pointing out who we are in each other, not our bad behavior in each other, because that never has helped. <laughs> I'm yeah. still learning that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? So, yeah, yeah. So um, so that was also something that we had talked around for a while, and it was really good to talk about. And, and the whole premise that I was working from in, in the introduction of the whole relationship workshop in Curitiba was um, was that we follow with God first before we ever follow with each other, and um, and that was kind of the the intertwining um, kind of theme that was woven throughout all the topics that we discussed. And so when I'm when I'm recognizing who I am in Christ, uh, things you know things in my relationship seem to go a lot better. But when I'm not recognizing and I'm kind of falling into the lies and um, um, you know the enemy, and then letting them fester in my mind and therefore into my heart. Then I just start falling sideways, and then then my relationships will tend to go sideways. So, so that was the whole premise we work from that we follow with God first before we've ever follow with each other. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Well, we're running a little bit low on the time. So, Chad, do you have anything else to add? Of um, something you're just yeah, really you are know, dying to say. Well, I mean, brother, I could say so many things. <laughs> I know. So. Well, what you have said is very well said. We yeah. really appreciate it. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, I um, I think 
you know, at the end of the day, I think, um, you know, um, you know, like I guess the one the one group activity we had them do, we were talking about surrendering to God. You know, all the things that we carry, right? Like my children, my future, my relationships. Yes, you know, and what my, can I do about all those? Yeah, exactly. And then and then those things we worry about, right? My marriage, my family, my depression, my finances, my hurts. You know, and uh, and just really, really um, surrendering all those things to God, and and that seemed to be you know, a really, a really key thing and, and something that the people, you know, in that activity, we just kept giving them more and more time because it, it seemed to be really important and and giving that to God so we can really enter into his rest that we already have in him. So it, it was really cool. It, it was such a fun thing and, and, um, and God was so in the whole thing, which of course you, you know he is, but yeah. it's fun to be a small part of what he's doing and watching and just watching him at work right and yeah it's it's and, fun to watch it unfold right before your yeah, eyes yeah it really is and and uh you know i guess the best way i can explain it sometimes is when you see an explosion in someone else's spirit there's an explosion in yours yeah and, uh, <laughs> and it's just it's just fun to to see god working in people's lives so no i just want to thank um everybody who supported almi and, and all your support um to send me over there and and um and uh it was greatly appreciated and all your supporters there with abiding life ministries international um it's uh it's humbling and it's um so grateful i'm so grateful to to uh, be able to to go and um and be able to share and um and have that that experience because it's it is worth it it's worth it to go um no matter where god wants to send you and uh and it makes a difference this abiding message i mean that was a reminder to me again man it it does it's it is the gospel <laughs> it um you, you yeah. can just see people when you see because you know I'm not I'm not brilliant enough to change people's lives <laughs> you know right. I'm just not that smart right uh-huh. but you know God's in it because you can see people you can see the the bondage that they're in um, kind of lift and you can just see the rest on their faces and their even their faces look way more relaxed you know their eyes um, are not so um, so much fire in them, you know, they're, they're resting, you know, and, and you can, you can really see that even in a physical sense. So, so I'm really grateful for this message and, and to be able to share it. And we're very grateful you were willing to go and able to go. And I know Flavio and Sonia are very appreciative. So thanks so much, Chad. Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity. And, uh, and yeah, Flavio and Sonia, wonderful, wonderful couple. And, uh, yes, they are for yeah, sure, and just have such a heart for this message, and to get it out to the young people so they can take it to their generation in their own fresh and unique way with the same message. Yeah, yes. yeah. that was awesome. Amen. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you, Chad, for taking uh, time away from your family and uh, doing this podcast with us. Yeah, thanks for calling me, guys, and giving me the opportunity to share. It's uh, it's always fun to come back and and be able to to share about um, your experience and uh, and that uh, you know then rather keep it to yourself I want everybody to know this is awesome and God's God's at work and he's doing stuff all around the world yeah amen to that amen yeah. alright thank you Betty thank you Chad and thank you thank Noy. and thank yeah. you listeners we will do another one soon thanks a lot
拜。